Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to the PHNX D-backs podcast right here on PHNX. Of course, I am your mayor, uh, occasionally known as Derek Montia, but always known as your mayor of PHNX. And I'm joined by my vice mayor, the one and only Thunderstick Jesse Friedman. That Phoenix Rising shirt looks good on you, Derek. Isn't that? Look at that. Look at that hat. Look at that. It's a beautiful day here at PHNX. Whenever we can add a new sport, it's great. But especially when we add a sport that I am such a huge fan of. If you've never been out to a Phoenix Rising game, you absolutely have to do it. There's nothing. I have never. I have never been. There is nothing like it. I mean, there, there, there is this weird Arizona aspect of it that these games take place during the summer uh, in Arizona during the nighttime where they you would outside, think it would, don't they? they play outside and you would think it would be cool enough, but it's not Jesse. It's so hot, <laughs> no. uh, but it's amazing atmosphere. The fans are great. Phoenix rising is outstanding. So shout out to our new brand new PHNX rising account. Please make sure you're following them and checking out their new podcast. It's an incredible sport. Phoenix rising, one of our most uh, successful teams here in the Valley. So if you haven't been following what the Phoenix Rising have been doing. Um, now you can do that right here at your home on PHNX. Of course, this show is brought to you by the fine folks over at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Go download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, right now, on the road to Super Bowl 56, and you can get 56 to 1 odds on any team. Uh, I guess not any team. There's only two teams you can bet on here, but either <laughs> team to win the big game. Uh, great odds. You bet just $5 and win $280 in free bets if your team wins using our code of PHNX. Jesse, we've talked about how things aren't really moving the way we want them to uh, as far as the lockout goes between the MLB owners and the Players Association. Uh, but the one thing that's coming out recently has been the talk of uh, the biggest hurdle right now. We've ta- we talked about service time. We've talked about, uh, you know, some of the uh, arbitration issues that they want to change. So far, MLB owners are standing firm. They're standing their ground. That uh, seems like the players are presenting proposals and having to backtrack or at least uh, relent a bit on their requests, on their demands. Uh, but the one thing right now that seems to not be moving in any direction is the essentially what we call in baseball, the competitive balance tax, but realistically it is the salary cap Um, owners in baseball have wanted a salary, you know, that's sort of right. It's the best that the owners could get in regards to a salary cap. 
And that's that's who wants it, right? The owners. They've wanted a salary cap. This has been a fight going on between owners and players since the 90s. It's what caused the the strike in 1994, essentially, was this idea that owners wanted to implement a salary cap to keep teams from spending. Players, obviously, especially with the size of baseball, wanted to ensure that uh, that guys could still get paid as much as as much as they deserve, as much as they should. Obviously, a cap prevents that. Uh, the union had a proposal uh, that would raise the competitive balance tax, which is what essentially they did agree on back in 1994 and has kind of been the standard in baseball since then, right? The uh, right. no salary cap, players won't let that happen, but they have this competitive balance tax or a luxury tax. So when owners do go, when teams go over the threshold, then there are taxes on them. And if they continue to do it for multiple years, those taxes increase. I think it starts out at 25% increases to 50%. And if you, if you do it three years in a row, you get like a hundred percent tax on whatever you spent over the limit. Right. Um, So the union has actually proposed just raising the competitive balance tax threshold right now during this negotiation to $245 million next season and have it raise increment uh, by, you know, uh, increments uh, to 273 million by 2026. And meanwhile, the league wants to start it next year at 214 million, which is a difference of about $30 million and have it only get up to 220 million, which uh, by the final year of the CBA, whenever that would be. Um, so we're we're talking about like a 50-plus million dollar difference at the end, right? Mm. Pretty much owners trying to keep other owners and themselves from spending too much money um, without paying this uh, ridiculous tax. Owners also want to like switch the order of it so that the first year you go over, I think you get taxed 100%. And then it goes down from there or something like that. I don't know. Oh, but interesting. Owner, owners are trying to do everything they can, I feel like, so that they can turn around and say, this is all the money we can spend, right? And not have other teams also say, or have all other teams go, well, we don't care about that tax, right? Which is what the Dodgers essentially did for the last 10 years is say, we don't care about that tax uh, quite a bit, right? But I don't know, sure. Jesse, this this issue um, has been described right now as the biggest major hurdle to get over for the CBA. And I, I don't know, but do you see any other course here other than, once again, the union relenting on their demands and succumbing to what the owners want, which is a much smaller amount for, for the threshold for the CBT? Yeah, I mean, I, I think it is important to to try to be fair and, and say, I mean, the owners are willing to increase it. They're just not willing to increase it as nearly as much as the players want, right? It's not like the owners are pushing for it to go down or something like that. But you're right. I mean, the increase that they're proposing is a very insignificant increase, right? You're talking about just a few million dollars. Right. Um, can you control the, the background? Oh, yeah. My- oh, yeah, Jesse. <laughs> We're if you're listening on audio, there. you're really you're really yeah, missing out right you're now. Missing it's out like on our logo being it's up like in the background. Derek can like control the TV in his background <laughs> just by thinking about it or something. I swear, it just listens to whatever he whatever is in his head. Um, but yeah, so I mean, the, 
you know, the owners are willing to do something here, just not nearly as much as the players want, which is understandable given that, um, you know, we've talked about it before. The player's slice of the pie has gotten smaller over the last few years. When you think about, you know, the revenue the baseball teams are making and uh, the fact that player salaries have actually decreased recently, um, that's a bit of a problem, right? And so I think that's what they're, that's what they're fighting against. I personally feel like that issue is more, it's more an issue on the lower end probably than it is on the higher end, right? Like the reason that players are making less money, I don't think is because the Dodgers and Yankees aren't willing to spend. It's because the Diamondbacks and the Pirates aren't willing to spend. And so in some ways, I think the, I mean, you call it a salary cap um, in some ways, which is, it's kind of true, right? That's kind of what it acts as, but a salary cap, Derek, isn't going to make the Diamondbacks spend any more money. Right? <laughs> and so, or the absence of a salary cap isn't going to, right? It doesn't really make a difference for a team like the Diamondbacks or, you know, the Pirates or the, or the Rays or, or some of those teams that generally spend a little bit less. Um, and just from a Diamondbacks perspective in general, right? We want the setup that baseball comes up with to be something that allows the Diamondbacks to compete. The problem, Derek, is that it doesn't matter if there's a salary cap. If you want a salary cap in this game, it's not going to matter because the Diamondbacks are spending more than a hundred million less than what the salary cap would be. Right. And so, who cares what limitations you're putting on other teams if you're going to put yourself a hundred million dollars below that anyway? So, I think that, that's the bigger problem here. It, that's what boggles my mind, and also the owners are the ones that are kind of in favor of themselves being taxed for going over this amount, like as if. N- there aren't owners yeah. in the league. It's like they, they want an in... excuse to try to stay under it, I guess. Sure. Like yeah, I guess. But there's other te- there's teams. Obviously, there's owners that have no problem going over this. So I feel like this might be one of those one of those things they could negotiate on and have some of the owners actually be on the player's side. The Dodgers, the Yankees, there are teams that aren't going to spend below the threshold. No matter what, they're going to swing for the fences as far as spending goes and probably be taxed by this competitive balance tax so wouldn't they want the threshold to be higher so that they would they don't have to be taxed if they reach this amount i don't feel like this necessarily is like primarily an owner favored issue right the owners are the ones that have to pay this tax should they go over right i get that it's a soft cap i get that it doesn't really mean anything and i get at the end of the day you're just being taxed for having an expensive lineup right we've seen in baseball how spending money does not correlate over to winning world series and winning championships so it's not even like it's a guarantee that if you do spend the money like the dodgers have that you're going to win the world series and be the champion yeah you can win a shit ton of games and you can be probably the best team in your division but really what it comes down to is baseball being a marathon and catching the right kind of you know fire at the right time and having things kind of line up it can happen for any team once September and October comes around, no matter how many high price free agents you have on your team. Right. I just, this is considering this is the biggest hurdle. This is kind of crazy to me. This to me seems like one of those situations where the players are almost allowing for the owners to spend more on the actual team and less on taxes that are then going to be distributed to other teams and the MLB, right. Versus it going to, players that you could have on your team under your roster this uh, again this one is just crazy to me another thing though that is crazy to me 
is our pal Mike Mark Feinstein over at MLB.com. He's at it again. Uh-oh. Jesse. What is Mark? What is he <laughs> Jesse, written this time? Jesse's he is at it again. Uh yesterday, uh, or excuse me, on the first published an article. And let me get the exact verbiage correct on how he opened this article up. Oh no. Here less than Jesse, hold on, hold on to your fucking asshole. Uh, <laughs> less less than one week after Major League Baseball made proposals with the hope of creating a path toward a new collective bargaining agreement, the MLB Players Association countered Tuesday with minimal movement on a number of issues. <laughs> Per sources, the MLPA offered to reduce its figure for a pre-arbitration bonus pool from 105 million to 100 million. Oh, oh Jesse, <laughs> that greedy MLBPA—they only dropped their request by five million. How dare they? Like, just the wording on this is incredible. And don't get me wrong, I am someone who often allows my feelings to come across in my writings, uh, no matter how biased it might be i'm actually writing an article right now for gophnx.com which if you're an annual member you will get but if you're not you can go sign up become an annual member and you will get this article for free where i am very much blaming the owners uh in in baseball and i'm not really hiding my feelings about it i personally feel like the owners are holding the 2022 season hostage i honestly feel like that was their intent when they decided to proceed with the lockout on december 1st and I don't see this going anywhere anytime soon. The season's going to be impacted. The spring training is going to be impacted. We as fans are going to be impacted. And that's the way that this is going to go. And I feel like that was the owner's intentions this entire time, right? To essentially hold this season hostage and wait for the players to stop making demands. So instead of the owners making demands, they're just holding the season hostage to stop the players from making demands. That's what it feels mm-hmm. like at this point. But when I write, when I read on MLB.com, what seems like propaganda like that, like it only, yeah, it only that, furthers to galvanize my feeling on this, that MLB.com is 100% trying to present their position as MLB and the owners being the kind hearted souls that just want baseball to get back to it. And these greedy players keep stopping us from doing it. That's just that's just good solid journalism, Derek. I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. I mean, it just sounds just sounds good stuff to me. I I, I, I'm not. I I didn't. I didn't learn traditional journalism, Jesse. What can I say? I don't know what's going on here. There you go. Yeah, yeah. There you go. If if we both had journalism degrees officially, then you know maybe we maybe we'd be able to do what Mark is doing there. But uh, but yeah, I mean that is uh. That is kind of what we'd expect, right? We, we talked about Mark's writing before. MLB.com, ladies and gentlemen, probably not your source of, uh, of lockout-related news. <laughs> Unbiased lockout news, um, yeah. definitely not. One, yeah. thing I will, one thing I will mention, though, I don't know if you saw this. This came out uh, just a couple hours ago here before our live show. Um, apparently, Major League Baseball has requested a third-party mediator um i can't remember exactly the words that were used but okay. uh jeff jeff passen just came out with this report within the last couple of hours the major league baseball has requested some sort of federal organization to to intervene um and to help work out the negotiations between the players and the owners i don't really know a whole lot about what that entails um but to me all that says is these differences are significant. Like, yeah, 
like, I mean, you know, you're so blame far whichever apart, side. Yeah. yeah. Blame whatever side you want, but they're far apart. And, and that doesn't exactly bode well. Here's we're about, you know, a week away from when uh, pitchers and catchers are supposed to report. And unfortunately there's just no way that happens at this point. Oh boy. It's not, it's not great. Our pal Chris Melton in the comments says we need to sell our owner sidebar. I swear I'm more intense about Booker <laughs> snubbing because of the years Goldie was here. Am I alone? No, you're not alone because <laughs> I think we as Arizona fans tend to think we don't get the national recognition that our players deserve, especially when they're yeah. performing well. I mean, and I think that's objectively true, right? I mean, Arizona yeah, is just absolutely. kind of small. Yeah. It's like we said, it's not an actual small market. But yet at times, for some reason, it's still considered yeah. to be and, and, when you're and, when you're in the shadow of Los Angeles in the southwest yeah. part of the country, you feel like true. a small market. It's kind of how it works. It's very true. Very true. But we know how beloved our Arizona sports are here and we are with you 100 uh, percent. Booker should be uh, a starting guard on the uh, all star team. And everybody knows that uh, Chris Paul too. Uh, Chris Paul should be uh, highly considered in the MP- MVP voting. And I don't know Probably. how he's not. Uh, I just, it's nuts to me, but whatever, moving on. We don't cover that sport here, Jesse, but if you do want to hear more about that sport, go over to gophnx.com. Like I said earlier, sign up to become a member. You'll get all of this great content from the PHNX team. Not to mention the fact that you can subscribe to our YouTube channel and sign up for notifications. That way you don't miss any of the content coming out. Uh, If you're not interested in an annual membership and saving money and getting a free t-shirt from the phnxlocker.com, I don't understand you, but I get it. Uh, And you can still get your first month for just 50 cents over uh, when you do the month to month option. So either way, sign up to become a member, check out our content at gophnx.com, become a member of our family. Uh, We can talk about book of Boba in the, uh, in, in the in, in the discord it's members only discord that's what i'm here for i don't want to talk about baseball baseball is depressing me right now so let's talk about uh television shows that i'm watching righteous gemstones peacemaker book of boba fett any of these things you guys want to talk about hit me up in the Discord. talk talk to me about baseball and talk to yeah, Derek about whatever, whatever. don't I, talk to I jesse about pop culture know. or movies yeah. or anything like that yeah but you're, you're gonna lose I'm gonna me bring pretty a, quick i'm bringing a federal <laughs> mediator in here to work out our problems chris trust me because jesse keeps telling me <laughs> stuff he hasn't seen Oh, and yes, good point from Chris. ASU baseball is not locked out. Not to mention yeah. the fact that neither is minor league baseball. So if yeah, you are right. listening to us right now from one of those areas uh, where minor league uh, is is big and you have a team, you guys are still going to get this. And I'm still curious, Jesse, to see how this plays out for spring training. Uh, there has been a lot of talk here. The Again, the local news is starting to buzz as we get closer to spring training about yeah. how this is yeah. going to not only – uh, affect the local economy but about the season being delayed so um and i'm happy for it i think that one of the biggest problems with this lockout right now is it's not really moving the needle as far as news is concerned it's easy when there's no updates and no progressions for this to kind of slide in, into the backstory and not have people angry about it right i think that again public pressure and people being upset about it helps to move these negotiations along Hopefully a federal mediator will also help to do that. What I want is a federal mediator that doesn't have time for their bullshit and doesn't allow this like, oh, we're meeting on Tuesday and then we'll meet next Thursday. Now he's like, no, we're meeting on Monday, Tuesday and Wednesday of this week. I have stuff to do on Thursday. We're going to get this shit figured (laughs) out by Wednesday is what we're going to do, because this is just preposterous the way that uh, this entire process has taken 
so long uh, between proposals. I get it. Like they have to come up with a new proposal. They have to meet. There's a whole other, you know, besides the negotiation themselves, there are owners meeting about what their, their stances are. There's players and representatives meeting about what the players want and how they want to proceed. So I get it. It's a complicated thing of moving parts and it's not as easy just to make it happen that quickly, but sure. on the flip side, it definitely feels like they are taking way too long uh, to get this stuff done. Jesse, uh, yeah. we, 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 don't, we need to not worry about that though. We have, we have, you and I have too much on our plates to fix, uh, to worry about what is going on <laughs> with major league baseball. We have, we have to fix the diamondbacks. So that's, uh, that's part of what we got going on right now. I know I proposed my idea for fixing the diamondbacks, which again, was a little far-fetched, uh, might've been, um, <laughs> <laughs> I think might, they could sign Chris Bryant, Nick Castellano, San Carlos Rodon. I think well, that <laughs> might say that I may have gone too far as far as exactly what I was expecting this team to do, uh, or what I'm asking of them to do, what I'm asking of them to spend. But the point of our conversation, Jesse, was obviously to fix the Arizona Diamondbacks, and you can't just go out and fix them uh, without spending. A whole lot of money, right? So again, let's take a look really fast at, uh, like you said, what what I chose to do, and that was just spend all the money. Nick Castellanos, Chris Bryant, Carlos Rodon, whatever, no big deal. Just three of the best players in baseball with the highest wars to bring it over to your uh, Arizona Diamondbacks and make them a successful team. I also suggested, which I don't think you and I disagree on here, of going back to the purple and teal and having that be a sure. big part of whatever you want to call this relaunch maybe maybe again maybe we we wait until what the 25th anniversary would be next season 2023 maybe it waits until then so that they can put official you know square number on it but i i want a relaunch of this team i want them to come back in the purple and teal and copper and all of that and uh i want them to to do it all like in an exciting time, right? You know, they, they did the big Jersey reveal when they switched over to the weird snakeskin gradient and all of that. Give me a runway, you know, debut of the old jerseys coming back and have these guys that I threw all the money at be part of it. But uh, you, you wanted to go a little bit different of a direction. You wanted to more maybe trade. You wanted to maybe, be a little bit more reasonable. So I was going to say is uh, how, how, how is Jesse Friedman fixing the D-backs? Oh, you, you, you want to, might want to prepare yourself, Derek. Are you <laughs> feeling, yes. feeling ready for this? You're feeling ready? I am not ready for this. Not one bit, but let's, <laughs> you can give it to me anyway. Let's do this. Okay. So, so I'll start by saying, I don't know if, if my proposal is a whole lot more reasonable than yours. Um, I, sure. I don't know if that would be the <laughs> way I would describe well, it. Let everybody know. You took the trade route. I went with the free agency route. So again, I the one difference there. I have a, okay. I have a mix right. of both. I'm still well, spending I, a pretty substantial amount of money here. <laughs> and again, it, it's all contingent on these trades being approved and going through, which we haven't had a chance to do through the OTP simulator yet. 
But we do plan yeah. on making these changes in the official OTP stim- simulator. The, by the way, OTP simulator, the official simulator of the PHNX D-backs podcast. Uh, we will be throwing all of our ideas in there and seeing which one of us can improve the Diamondbacks the most. But Jesse, please, Mr. Friedman, uh, Mr. Owner of the team, you have the floor. Okay. All right. Here we go. So I'm going to start out by rectifying what many people view as a mistake a couple of years ago when the Diamondbacks let their star first baseman um, walk. I mean, I guess they they traded him. They, they guess they didn't technically let him walk, but that's essentially what they wound up doing in the end. Correct. Um, and, and I want them to steal a star first baseman from another team. So my first move, Derek, is to sign Freddie Freeman. Oh my god! Six year, one hundred and seventy million dollar contract. So there you go. That's how we. That's how we get this thing started. Oh my god! And this comes from. I know it's exciting, right? This 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 comes from Christian Walker is a bit of an unknown. I think I was a little surprised that they even tendered him a contract. Paven Smith is, is still kind of a floater for me. I don't know if he's really especially for us in, in, you know, in this exercise that we're doing, we're kind of trying to make the, com- the team competitive next year. Right. And if that's yeah. the case, I don't think, I don't think, I don't think I want Paven Smith as, as necessarily the everyday first baseman from the very beginning. So that's the I first think, move. I, I think the way I put it was we had terminal diseases and we wanted to see the team win a championship before we could right, die. Right. So yeah. like, that's pretty much the <laughs> sense of urgency I'm putting on these uh, moves. Sure. All right. So the next move I have is a trade. And this is one also, it is very difficult to decide what, what trade proposal is reasonable. So I don't know. I don't know if there's any Pirates fans out there. I'd be curious what they have to say to this. Most <laughs> likely, they're probably going to think I'm crazy. But here it is, Derek. The Arizona Diamondbacks are going to send a package of four players to the Pittsburgh Pirates in exchange for center fielder Brian Reynolds. No. Brian Reynolds. Brian Reynolds is a guy that some people might not have, might not really know much about because he plays for the Pirates. So, I mean, we all have been there. But Brian Reynolds last year hit 302 with a 912 OPS, 24 homers, 90 RBIs. And he was also a finalist for the Gold Glove Award in center field. And he is under team control. For four more seasons, Derek. So you get him through 2025. A career career 10.6 war. There you go. And he's only been in the league for, for, yeah, this is his, uh, he just finished his third season. Yeah. Yeah, So he's really been, he's really been something. So are you ready to hear who, who the Diamondbacks are sending to the Pirates? Yes. I want to hear the package. This is my favorite part of seeing this on ESPN or whatever come up. (laughs) Oh my God. Who did they send? So, and honestly, I I think this, I think it's a little light. I think Pirates fans are going to be angry at me here, but here it is. The Diamondbacks would send utility man, Josh Rojas, um, outfielder, Christian Robinson, pitcher, Corbin Martin, and shortstop, Ryan Bliss. Oh, I hate this. Draft pick they recently hate yeah. this so there's I a i mean you got to give something to get something you're not going to get know, you're four, right. you're not going to get four years of, of brian reynolds for cheap honestly my guess is they wouldn't even bite on that i think they'd want alec thomas they'd want corbin carroll they'd want at least one of those sure. bigger name guys sure sure sure, sure. um but christian but robinson the, would have christian robinson would have been a very valuable piece at one point but unfortunately yeah due to the complications with that entire arrest and everything that he went through, definitely throws off his value, at least for the time being, until he gets back on the field and right can right. prove that he can play at an elite level again. 
So there's some, yeah, there's some logistical things there with, with Christian Robinson. Hopefully he's able to, you know, get all those things figured out. But, um, but yeah, I think this at least gets the conversation started and who knows, maybe. Yeah, maybe I don't, is, I don't, I don't like to... that at all. Like I do like it, but I don't <laughs> like it at all. Like I hear what you're saying, but I feel like there's definitely some key pieces being given up in that, in that deal, especially Corbin Martin. That's a guy yeah. that we haven't really had a chance to even see yet. And, uh, like him and Christian Robinson, when I hear that trade, my uh, mind immediately goes to, oh, well, I can't wait to see how good those two fucking guys are yeah. once they're not a part of our organization anymore. <laughs> yeah, well, Brian Reynolds is 26 and under control for four years. That's what I say to that. That's um, And I mean, that's an amazing, like he literally is, he's the kind of guy that if he played on a bigger team, everybody would know his name. Everybody yeah. would know his name oh, for yeah. how good he he's is. But he just, again, when you are on a Pirates team that's as mediocre as that, it's kind of like people forgetting Cattell Marte hit 320 this season as a member of the Diamondbacks. And he always hits 320, yet it's just easy to forget that he's over here doing that when right. the team is as mediocre as they are. Right. All right, here we go. Motion says, I didn't know Brian Reynolds played center field. And yes, yeah. big, big, huge, gigantic need uh, for the Diamondbacks. All right, Not only does go. he play center field, but yeah, gold glove finalist. Um, all right, here we go. The next move, it's another trade. Um, this is with the Miami Marlins. Um, and I'll I'll take it from the top here. So the Diamondbacks would trade to Miami left-handed pitcher Blake Walston, righty Dre Jameson, and third baseman AJ Vukovic, all Pretty darn good prospects. You're just uh, Miami our Marlins. Entire goddamn future, aren't you? <laughs> not, not the whole thing. Not You're the whole just thing. Ruining All right. our farm system. <laughs> All right, and in exchange for Sandy Alcantara, the right-handed pitcher oh. for the Miami Marlins, oh. who is under Dang. team. He just signed an extension. Uh, he is under control on a very team-friendly deal through 2027. Like, yeah, like five years, six years, six years. Yeah. Wow. Holy. Yeah. God. Six yeah. seasons of Sandy Alcantara, and he's already really freaking good. So yeah. I think he would be a tremendous addition to the rotation and he wouldn't uh, necessarily cost a whole lot since all of those, uh, his contract is already determined for all of those years. Um, all right. And then I've got three free agent signings here to cap it all off. Um, I'll do the biggest one first. Uh, this is kind of the last like big, big move that I have. So I would sign shortstop Trevor story to a six-year, $120 million contract. <laughs> However, here's the thing. I would not play Trevor Story at shortstop if he would be so willing. I would slide third Trevor base? Story to third base, yeah. and I would have... Yeah. Hasn't he Nick played Ahmed third base before? Slash... I'm not actually sure. That's a good question. He's an excellent shortstop. So you know that if he went to third base, he would be excellent there as well. well right. Essentially, it's an easier position it. to play, right? That's what the right. idea there is. Yeah, and we all have seen Trevor Story hit at Chase Field, and mm, come on, he mm, absolutely rakes in that building. It's so delicious. Yeah, that's a delicious. I, I also proposition. think you're. I think you're also kind of getting him at a bit of a discount because he really didn't have a good walk year in yeah. Colorado. It was really yeah, right about a, kind of a down year for him. So six years, 120 million. Although that is a lot, 20 million a year is not bad if Trevor Story comes here and you know is a monster hitter and plays as good defense that I think he really could. So, right. um, so that's the other like super big move. I would cap it off. I would sign Kenley Jansen just for fun. Oh, come on. <laughs> uh, two that's years. Good, though. I like that. Dollars. That brings, man, that would, that would, 
piss off Dodgers fans to see him succeed yeah. here with us as a closer, right? That's like 60% because I want him and 40% just to smite Dodgers fans. Right. Um, well, I like, then... that was my, my <laughs> Kyle Seeger, Chris Bryant decision there had a lot to do with how the fans would react to it. It's not to say that Diamondbacks fans don't, they, they love getting a former Dodger and having them be a part of our oh, team. You mean, but I you just... mean Corey Seeger? Corey Seeger. That was, I said Kyle Seeger. Uh, sure. Co- yeah. Yeah, uh, but like, you know, again, the idea of Chris Bryant coming here is, I I feel like, a much more favored fan decision. And really, at the end of the day, a big part of making all of these big money moves is bringing people back to the stadium, right? That's, that's, That's why you would do the things you would do. I just wonder if all of those trades of younger players at this point would infuriate Diamondbacks fans or if they would be okay with it. I say yeah. that just because I mean this this team that I think would be pretty darn good. I'm I, not I'm disagreeing with that. So. I think your team would be very good. I just think in the grand scheme of things, we've been so patient waiting for some of these prospects to pan out. Right. And man, but you still I got think... so many, right? Like you've still sure. got Corbin Carroll, you've still got Alec Thomas, you've still got uh some of the pitchers. I didn't trade Ryan Nelson. He's he's about the only one who's left, but, <laughs> <laughs> but there's there's some other ones too if you dig deep. Um, the biggest but... thing there is the biggest thing is that if you can transition prospects into proven major league talent, it's a big deal. And I don't think people yeah. understand that because and of controllable the... major league talent, right? Controllable like you wouldn't just have talent, these right? guys you're not, for a year. You're not getting a rental for half a season, right? But the bigger thing there is that you never know how good a guy can be in the Diamondbacks. We've seen this, right? As fans of this organization, we've seen top prospects never reach that same level of of where we thought they would be of of you know the the aspirations for them for their career i think that honestly if you can get guys that are phenomenal young talent under team control uh, you you pull that trigger right that's the point of also having a very good farm system is the farm system's the gamble but when the guys have played in the major leagues for two seasons or more and have proven to be consistently good. That's such a different level of knowing what you're getting versus what you could potentially get out of a prospect. That's never played a single game in major True. league baseball, you know? Yeah, there you go. So, so I have one last move, one last Let's move hear. here. It's uh, it's just Josh Harrison. You got to have a utility player in place of Josh Rojas. So I'm bringing another Josh, Josh Harrison, uh two year deal. He had a pretty good yeah. year last year. Um, so right. yeah, so the so the lineup replace a I Josh with a Josh that works out. Yeah, perfectly. yeah, of course. So so what you'd wind up with is I won't try to give the batting order, but at first base, Freddie Freeman, second base, Catel Marte, shortstop is a platoon. Maybe Geraldo Perdomo takes over eventually, but Nick Ahmed is still there. Third base is Trevor Story. Left field, David Peralta and Jordan Luplo are kind of in a platoon situation. Uh, center field is Brian Reynolds. I should mention he's a switch hitter. Um, so hopefully not hey, compounding a, the Diamondbacks uh, left-handedness problem. Right. Adds a right-handed um, batter in there. Yep. And then Dalton Varsho, I would put every day in right field. I think you'd play a really good corner outfield. And then Carson Kelly's your catcher. And then, you know, you could fight it out between Zach Gallen and Sandy Alcantara, these two. We just like to trade. We just like to steal pitchers from the Marlins. You were going <laughs> so good until you put Dalton Varsho in right field every single day. That's the part where all of a sudden things. Were well, he can fill in other places. He can fill in other places, but I want Dalton Varsho to have some continuity. And I don't think I want it in ca- at catcher. And I don't think I want it in center field. 
Like he's yeah. a good center fielder, but I I think that's just yeah. a lot of pressure to put on him. Sure, I would I rather agree. him develop his bat and and stick in a corner and let Brian Reynolds, who's an excellent defender, handle that job in center. There you go. I like it. I like it. Let's let's plug all of this into the simulator and see who's D backs team. I don't is think better. OTP will accept any of. My I don't trades, care. I'm taking. I'm, but... I'm going to make it. I'm going to make it. <laughs> I'll down. use. Yeah, we'll use the force <laughs> trade feature if we have to. But <laughs> we'll see what happens. Uh, by the way, go over to DraftKings Sportsbook if you haven't already done so. Sign up to become, uh, obviously, uh, a new member over at the DraftKings Sportsbook. Use our code of PHNX. And all new customers will get 56 to 1 odds this weekend on, well, not this weekend, next weekend. This weekend, you have nothing. Next, this weekend, we have nothing. I'm going to give you a DraftKings Sportsbook of the Week, but I'm telling you, uh, my pick of the week, my heart is not in it because football is not here anymore. Baseball has not started yet. I don't know what to do with my weekend. This should be Royal Rumble weekend. And the WWE screwed us out of that by putting it on the same weekend as an amazing conference championship weekend. But we got the draft. We got the Super Bowl. You know, the it's number fifty six. It's a big one. So they're giving those fifty six to one odds on either team. You bet just five dollars and you get two hundred eighty dollars in free bets if your team wins. If you're like me and you're not a new customer, you can get down on those same game parlays. Combine multiple bets, no matter how crazy they are, from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you win. And let's get nuts with it, right? Let's. It doesn't matter. You throw $5 on there. But if there's 13 legs, you might be walking away with more money than you imagine. Uh, the biggest thing, of course, is DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit, withdraw your cash whenever you want. It's really what separates DraftKings Sportsbook from all the other apps. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, the official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 56, and use our code of PHNX to get those 56 to 1 odds on either team. That's 21 and over only, Arizona only, gambling problem, dial 1-800-NEXT-STEP, new customers only, eligibility restrictions apply, see DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. And Jesse, before we go, I just, a funny tidbit this week, uh, Brad Boxberger's emoji jersey from Players Weekend in 2018. Oh, like the like the box and the burger. The box <laughs> and the burger emoji. That jersey is in the Hall of Fame before Barry Bonds. <laughs> Wait, what? Brad Bo- Brad how, does his, how does a jersey make it to the Hall of Fame? Apparently, his jersey is being honored as the first jersey with emojis being used <laughs> for the name on it. So since it's historic... It belongs in the Hall of Fame. Do we see the irony here that (laughs) you're telling me a jersey with fucking emojis on it is historic, (laughs) so thus it belongs in the Hall of Fame? But Barry Bonds, no, no, you don't belong in the Hall of Fame. You haven't contributed enough historically to this game as this jersey with emojis on it so you don't get to be in the hall of fame uh thoughts ironic are we are we sure the emojis didn't take steroids no way whoa oh, oh, oh that burger is on peds there's no way is that, is that beefy is that meaty Look how yes. that burger is. Oh my god! I can't. I don't know. I think though. we should. I think we should run it through a test before we allow it to go in. And <laughs> That's, make sure. I, I, I investigate Brad Boxberger's jersey <laughs> yes. and see exactly what it's on. No, here's the wild thing. 
Brad Boxberger, right? Uh, career 3.52 ERA, uh, losing record in his career, 27 and 34. Uh, not a great career, as many people remember, uh, in his one season. Wasn't, wasn't good in Arizona. No, that's, that's very true. Uh, one of his worst seasons was with Arizona, but he also had some very bad seasons with Tampa Bay and the Kansas City Royals as well. So, uh, just an all around not great performer when it comes to Brad Boxerberger, yet somehow honored, uh, in the halls of, of the greats, uh, <laughs> because he was smart enough, I guess, at the time to know he was making history. Do you think he knew he was making history when he decided to do that, or do you like? I, I know how this thought process works. They kind of like run some ideas past the media guy that works for the team. And they're like, yeah, yeah we can do that. And that's it. Right. But uh, I, in, in researching this, I actually kind of laughed because this was a very popular uh, idea in 2018 when it came out, people were very fond of the fact that Boxberger did the uh, box and burger emoji on his players weekend Jersey. Uh but not Diamondbacks fans. No, no, no. We knew. <laughs> we, we knew at the time what was going on. But again, um, Boxberger before Bonds. Just just throwing that out there. <laughs> just putting it out there. Just I want that to live in your head forever as a baseball fan. All right, before we go, I want to give you our DraftKings pick of the week. Obviously, with Super Bowl 56 still another weekend away, we're going to turn to the NBA. Uh, Suns, unfortunately, had a rough night. If you're listening to this on Friday, I'm going to give you guys the New Orleans Pelicans versus Denver Nuggets on Friday. I'm taking the Nuggets to cover the spread at six points. Uh, and I'm taking a same game parlay. So I'm going to throw in there uh, Joker scoring over 24 and a half points. I'm going to take uh, Will Barton making over three, uh, three pointers. And you can also take uh, the combined stats combo for uh, Nikola, uh, Nikola Jokic. Uh, you can take 30 plus. I think he's going to score uh, 30 plus as far as points and assists combined. Um, there's your same game parlay. There's your DraftKings pick of the week. Uh, for this week. And uh, we appreciate you guys checking out uh, all of the content on gophnx.com. Obviously, we would love for you to become a member. If you aren't already, sign up to become an annual member and get yourself a free t-shirt over at phnxlocker.com. phnxlocker.com, by the way, uh, the official home of my Valentine's Day presents for my wife. Like I said, she was hinting to me how much she wanted uh, a little (laughs) bit of this uh, Booker in a lowrider action and the phnx classic western font shirt so uh, i had to stop and and make some valentine's purchases myself uh also selfishly purchased are myself spoiling are you just spoiling her gift like on a uh, like on a youtube channel she's not a fan of this show she, okay she, okay she's, she she doesn't like one of the hosts and i'll leave that up to you to decide which one <laughs> of us that is but uh again okay. uh you can go over to page Get your significant other a wonderful Valentine's Day gift. Get yourself a sticker pack or vice versa, whichever way that works out. Um, And again, sign up to become a member over at gophnx.com if you haven't already done so. Uh, Code over at DraftKings is PHNX. And of course, we thank you guys for checking out everything we do over here. Uh, If you haven't subscribed to YouTube already, please go over to PHNX Sports, subscribe to our YouTube channel, and sign up for notifications. That way you don't miss any of the content from our PHNX team. Also, if you're listening to us right now on your favorite audio podcasting app, please subscribe and leave us a five-star review. As we've discussed, Jesse is an eight-star man. 
I'm a three-star man. Uh, together, we average out to a five-star show. So, again, leave us a review. We would appreciate you doing so. You can follow us on Twitter. I'm at cap underscore caveman with a K. Jesse is at Jesse and Friedman. Our show is at PHNX underscore sports. But of score, or excuse me, underscore D-backs. But all roads lead to at PHNX underscore sports. And that is on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Uh, again, thank you guys so much. Boxberger, congratulations to you on your jersey being in the Hall of Fame before Barry Bonds. You know, what can you say? Just got to applaud people sometimes. Uh, We thank you again so much for checking out the show. On behalf of Jesse and myself, we love you. We love baseball. We love our PHNX family. And remember, kids, baseball is fun, but it's so much more fun when you make fun of the fact that Brad Boxberger's jersey is in the Hall of Fame before Barry Bonds.